Hey, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of the Heroic Industries Podcast, the greatest podcast in all of podcasting. And today's show is, again, I don't know how I do it, every single time. Every single time I do a show, it's like the best show that we've ever done. Um, so this is this is no different. This is the best show that I've ever recorded. Um, so... Make sure you pay attention. Uh, I know I say that every time, but this one's serious. I'm super serious. This is the best show. The best show that's been on this podcast yet. So, um, talk to Terry Martin. And Terry Martin is a, uh, he runs a YouTube channel called Money and Politics. And uh, his big thing is uh, stock market, right? So, he watches politics as it's concerned with money uh, and with the, with the uh, effect on the market. Um, so that's a that's a thing that that a lot of us, especially uh, in public safety, first responders, like we don't pay attention to that shit at all. Um, a lot of us outsource it to everybody else, and then uh, just simply say like, oh, we're too busy to deal with it, uh, too too uh, too much other stuff going on to pay attention to uh, to the money, to the markets, especially to investments, especially if you're even doing it. Um, but, but even, you know, a lot of us, and I've been guilty of this too, is you outsource it to your wife, uh, your, your, uh, roommates, your, whoever you're living with, your girlfriends or whatever, like you pay the bills and I'll go to work and make the money. So you don't even pay attention to how the money flow and the cash flow is operating. And that is a massive, massive error for, for many, many, many reasons. Um, but if you're not paying attention, like that's... That's that's a huge problem, um, but uh, anyway, what uh, what Terry talked about is primarily the market and how to kind of invest, and it was like sort of split like his show, um, you know, and my show, and you just using the audio for both. So you kind of pick up on that as you go. It's not very long; it's only about twenty minutes, but it's some good like basic level investment type information, and uh, and really the big takeaways are pay attention. And with with the way the internet works now and the way investments work, you can pay attention to all of this yourself and you really don't need to outsource, outsource it to a 401k or a 457b or or whatever. You can manage it yourself. And, uh, and even if you're not managing it yourself, you have to understand what they're doing for you and, uh, and, and if their services are needed. And necessary, or if you can stop outsourcing it and pay attention and do it yourself, um, th- those are all questions that you need to answer. But if you're not paying attention at all, you have no freaking clue. And um, we talked about this a little bit on the show, but one of the biggest errors that I see with the mindset of uh, of first responders, um, even like medics, you know, firefighters, um, police officers for sure, even military to an extent. And, um, and, and even like nurses and, 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 you know, professions like that is that, oh, we don't do this job for the money. Well, really? Cause then why the, the hell are you working, you know, 20 hours of overtime every other day? Um, why in the hell are you, are you busting ends to, uh, to make ends meet so you can, you know, go on a vacation or that you can pay off some bills or you can get your, you know, make extra money to do what, to buy a truck, you know, to do whatever, right? I, I think in that context, the money does matter. Um, you know, oh, we didn't do this job to get rich. Yeah, okay. I mean, y- you didn't choose a, a really high-paying profession. I'll give you that. But it doesn't change the fact that uh, that money issues cause stress. 
and with a stressful life and a stressful job and a stressful shift and no sleep and uh, you know like all the stuff that we talk about all the time that uh, if you add money stress on top of all of that well that's just going to make everything way worse so you need to understand what your money's doing you need to understand how to make more money to reduce stress and uh, and and make your job better make you perform better the the people in this in this profession that don't have money stress have a much easier time managing all the other stress as well it's like one less layer of crap to deal with so to say oh the money doesn't matter or, oh the money is the root of all evil well, that's just that's just stupid. That's just not true. Because if they cut your pay in half, I know this is true for myself, if they came to me and said, hey, we're going to cut your pay in half today, uh, I wouldn't do it. And I think I talk about that on the show. Like, I would find a new job. And uh, and that's just, is that me being selfish? I don't know, maybe. <laughs> but it's also being realistic that the to live in the world, it costs money to do that. You have to make money in a profession in order to support yourself and not live on the street and die. So, uh, yeah, does the money matter? Yes, hell yes it does. And to say otherwise is uh, is a lie. So, anyway, um, check out the episode, and uh, hopefully it makes an impact. Like I said, it's very short, and it's basic, you know, base-level uh, financial information, stock market information. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping to have more financial people on here. I think that is a major, major, major thing that we miss when we talk about all the stress of our lives and the jobs and, and everything that we do is, uh, nobody, nobody wants to talk about money and, uh, and you know, how to make more of it, um, so that you can do a better job. You can be a better parent. You can be less stressed overall. Like all those things, uh, you know, are, are real. And, uh, and money, does money buy happiness? No, it doesn't. Uh, but it does reduce stress. And then that, that can have the potential to make you a, a happier person to be around. Um, that's for sure. So, uh, last thing I'll say is that uh, if you enjoy this content and you want to get uh, more of it and more direct connection with me and uh, the community that we have built with Heroic Industries, you can access our Heroic Industries network. That is a closed network, not on Facebook, not on Instagram, not on Twitter. It is a closed network off of all social media. I know that many, many, many people, including myself, are really, really sick of that social media garbage um, and the cesspool that it is. So this allows us to get away from that and to talk about workouts and to get access to workouts and you'll have access to several tracks of uh, of, of training, uh, sandbag work only, um, you know, CrossFit stuff and performance track. And we're always looking to add more stuff to that too. Uh, nutrition information, you know, group support, all that, all that good stuff. So you can access that um, at our website. I'm sorry, no, not at our website. Uh, I'll have that link up. <laughs> I'll have that link up, um, not at a website. So uh, we'll have the link in the show notes, and uh, I'd love to see you get involved in that as well, Heroic Industries Mighty Network. So, All right, guys, enjoy the show. Let me know if you have any questions, heroicindus at gmail.com. If you had a hundred shares of, of a 
let's say the TQQ or any stock, and the value of that holding went up $1, how much wealthier are you? If you had 100 shares and it goes up $1 a share, how much wealthier are you? Be $100, right? You'd be $100 richer, right. So if they do a stock split and now you got 200 shares and it goes up a dollar, how much richer are you? Uh, $200. $200. So when you get a when you have more shares, you can see how your your wealth is going to grow faster, right? Right. And you know, this is a, a key reason. Let me tell you one of the reasons why people don't get ahead financially. Let's say you were a factory worker, right? And uh -huh. if you're a factory worker, you're going to go in and punch in on the clock and you punch out when you leave. And it says, how many hours did you work? Well, when you go home, you know, if we had a clock that was accumulating the wealth that we're making, all of a sudden the wealth clock stops, right? Because you unplugged right. from the time clock. So we have another clock over here. And this is if we add up how much gas we need every month, how much our utility bills, how much we pay in rent or mortgage, how much our life insurance is, our home insurance, our food bills. This is our consumption clock. And guess what never stops? The consumption clock. Our wealth clock stops because we unplugged. And so the simple thing is to grow wealth, you have to develop income wealth building that is not tied to your personal time. Your personal time is linear. You want to have wealth that is not linear. Okay? that is not limited. If I said to you, Anthony, you are such an amazing guy. I can't find good people, but you're a hell of a guy. I'm going to pay you a thousand dollars an hour. And you go, wow, for a thousand dollars an hour, I'm not going to sleep. I'll work all day. Right? <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you, if you're making a thousand dollars an hour, can you make $30,000 in a day? Uh, no, no, can't. no, you can't. And so this is the reason why right here, pay attention, folks, because no matter how much you make, and most time you go, boy, if I could just earn more, if I could just earn more, you're probably not going to get paid a thousand dollars an hour. And even if you were paid a thousand dollars an hour, you can't make $30,000 a day or $50,000 a day. Why? Because you're making money tied to your personal time and your personal time is limited. You can't work 30 hours a day. It's, it's your, if you're selling me your life in increments of an hour, which is how a lot of people get paid, you run out of inventory to sell, right? No one ever told you that, but it makes perfect sense when you think about it. But if I accumulate 10 shares, 20 shares, 1,000 shares, 5,000 shares. When I bought Cisco system back in 1993, I bought 200 shares. I had just sold my business, like you said you sold yours. And I had some money to invest. I bought Cisco systems, bought 200 shares. It did a two-for-one split. And then I had 400 shares and then it split again and I had 800 shares and then it split and had 1600 and then 3200 then it did a weird kind of three for five or something 
I ended up within five years having over 7,000 shares, okay? One day, Cisco, and you get these stocks that are kind of rock and roll stocks, Cisco went up $10. And I called my sister up and go, I've got to tell somebody, I made $70,000 today in the market. <laughs> now remember, it seems impossible. Well, Terry, that's an esoteric question if I was paid $1,000 an hour because that'll never happen. Even if you were paid 1000 you couldn't make $30,000 in a day, but I made 70000 because my time wasn't, or my income, my wealth building wasn't tied to my personal time. That's well, why and, you want to invest. Yeah, and, and to jump in there, now I've seen in in police work, I've seen in the uh, like coaching space, like nutrition space, where, where um, these ultra motivated people um, will spend hours and hours and hours driving and grinding and working so hard to do just that but in even if you hit the monetary amount that you're looking for number one it seems like it's never enough and number two you are absolutely dead because i've seen people that have worked 24 hours straight for multiple days in a row to make the money that they they wanted for a vacation a car uh, pay bills off whatever and and they are they are done they are cooked and if you do that for time after time, day after day, month after month, you get cancer and die. And and so who gives a crap if you have the money? It ended up not being worth it anyway. Well, and, and so let me let me tell you, here's the other thing. How good is your relationship going to be with your wife when you're stressed out like that? Are you enjoying life? Right. And, 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 and how are you going to be when you're in a shift worker already? How are you going to feel when <laughs> Nick comes in and wakes you up when you've been up for 48 hours? And, and you've been asleep for 30 minutes and he wakes you up. You know, right. are you going to have a good yeah. relationship with your kid then? <laughs> you know, and that's right. not the way to make money, folks. And, and let me ask you this. How many of those people that you just mentioned that did that called up their insurance guy and said, can I get a better price on the car insurance? Can I get a better price on the home insurance? Is there anything we can do to bring that down and maybe trim $30, $50 a month. $50 a month is $600 a year. How many $5 decisions could you make in the course of a month? Instead of buying the $10 bottle of wine, I'll make do with the $5 bottle of wine. I'm still having a bottle of wine, but I just save $5. If I have Two bottles of wine a week, that's $10 times four weeks, there's $40. $40 times 12 is $480. I just saved almost $500 right there. That $600 and that $400, we still have insurance, we're still drinking wine, but we just saved $1,000 a year. And $1,000 a year that would have been invested five years ago and gone up 1,000%. What do you think that would have been that thousand dollars? We just saved a thousand dollars on wine and, and insurance. And if we had done that five years ago and put it into the TQQ today, we would have $10,000. Like there's this attitude in, in law enforcement that I really disagree with. And it's the idea that we didn't sign up to do this job to make money. And 
while that's true, that wasn't my primary motivating factor to become a police officer. Um, it it is a factor that I think about. Like I don't do this job for free. I couldn't do this job for free. And if tomorrow they said you're going to do this job for free, I would quit and find a new job. And uh, or even if they cut my pay in a quarter, I would quit and find a new job. Um, so that's that's not feasible or realistic to say the money doesn't matter. And on top of that, the the stress that being broke causes right. net is then magnified when you go to a stressful job where you have to carry a gun and make life and death decisions in 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 a split second. Um, so adding financial stress outside of the job then makes decision making on the job worse. So does the money matter? Yes, it absolutely 100 million percent matters. Uh, and uh, and I guess I, I would just like to get your opinion on on kind of that idea that in some altruistic way, the money for a profession like this, like first responders, police, even military, that it, it doesn't matter. Does that make any sense to you at all? Yeah, uh, and, and the thing is, look, it, you're, you're fortunate on one hand to have a job that you believe in. You're, you're not working in a, uh, I, I worked one of the worst jobs I ever had, and unfortunately it was a limited period of time, but I worked in a bag company were kind of like fertilizer bags and dog food bags that they sign. They have a ribbon on the end that's sewn on. And it's like I learned the job in five minutes and then it was sheer boredom for the entire shift. But I was doing it to get money for college. Uh, but if you work in something like that, there's no sense of, oh, I'm really helping society here. So to have a, a job that you believe in is, a, you know, good because you see the personal reward. But by the same token, Everyone has to deal with money, and and I would also say that you want to have that attitude. There's nothing wrong with making money in addition to working for a good cause. In your case, it's law enforcement. It's keeping our civil society civil. I have four sisters. Two of them are nuns. They took the vow of poverty, but guess what? They still have to deal with money. They run a school. My one sister is the principal of Pensacola High School. Uh, she has to hire teachers, pay the utility bills so that the it's air conditioned, so there's an electric bill. The electric company doesn't say, oh, because you're a nun, we're going to just not charge you for your utility. Um, you know, so they have costs associated. I was talking to my older sister who for a, about eight years had a tenure as she was the head of the order. And I said, what happens when your, your nuns get too old to work? And she goes, well, we have like a nursing home for them on the grounds of our, our mother home up in Connecticut. Um, and I go, well, how do you afford that? And she goes, well, we, we have a like a pension that we put money aside. When they're working, they get paid by the archdiocese where they're working. They actually, you know, they put their money into a pot, so to speak. Uh, it's funny when you think about it, nuns are actually communists. They actually live in a communal yeah. living, you know, so they're literally like communists. But when we talked to her, I, I talked to her and she said, um, well, we got a guy in New York that manages our funds. And when I actually got into this conversation that I didn't plan on having, it turned out the guy in New York was charging the society of nuns that my sister was in $500,000 to manage their funds. And I go, what? 500000 And guess what, folks? Just like I told you, 
You see the blue line at the bottom, the S&P? You can barely see it. His management was performing under the blue line. He wasn't even doing what the S&P 500 was doing. So when you asked me before, as an example, should people do it on their own or go out and have professional management? I have seen time and time again where the so-called professional management isn't very professional. And so my sister learned enough in a short conversation that you don't need to be spending $500,000. I had another friend, same thing. She was having this guy in New York managing her total portfolio after selling her home was 100000 The guy was charging her $5,000 a year to manage the money. $5,000 a year. I go, just move your money to Schwab. They won't charge you anything to have it there. <laughs> so that saved her 5000 In 10 years, that's $50,000. So it's not just a one-year decision. Well, how much is $1,000 going to be? Well, first of all, we just said it. $1,000 five years ago would have been 10000 But what if it's $1,000 next year and $1,000 a year after that, $1,000 a year after that? And if you got similar returns, which I'm not saying you will, I can't predict the future, but that would be 10000 and 10000 and 10000 That would be $50,000 in 10 years. And all we did was save $50 a month on our insurance bill and went from $10 bottles of wine to $5 bottles of wine. What else could you save money on? So I don't mean that you got to live on oatmeal and water. You, you could make changes in your lifestyle that are so slight, you won't even notice them. Um, and as far as the stress, you can get ahead. And, and, you know, yourself, to answer your question, if every police officer hopefully can ha feel secure that he's going to have uh, some money in the bank. And then if his, his own personal car, the transmission goes out, you know, if the transmission goes out and it's going to cost $3,000 to replace it and you can't go to work anymore without, you know, renting a car, that's a crisis. If your transmission goes out and you've got $5,000 in cash, it's just a pain in the butt because you, but you've got the money and money gives you options. You want to have options for yourself, for your family. It's a, it's a, it's creating your own social safety net so that you're going through life. It, it's not just a question of, well, I'm not going to get rich that way. There's a lot to be said for having $5,000 that you can draw on, right? Uh, yes, because, that is absolutely Because true. you just feel, and, and let me say something. How would you feel if right now you had a million dollars? I'd feel pretty darn good. You'd feel pretty darn good. Yeah. Now, by comparison, if I took Bill Gates and I said, Bill, presto, change yo, now you're worth a million dollars. He'd kill himself. Oh, my God, I just lost $120 billion. And my point is, how you feel about it. You have an emotional relationship with money you don't even recognize. And by saving money, you're going to change that relationship to where you're not the victim, but you're the master. And if every month you're ahead, and maybe you're just ahead by $500, but you're going to feel better and better and better because you're increasingly getting wealthier. 
It's not how much you have that makes you happy. It's, is my life getting better? And so if I took Bill Gates and brought him down to a million dollars, he would be suicidal. But if the average person had a million dollars, they'd be on top of the world. And that goes to show exactly what I'm saying. You have an emotional relationship, and too often that emotional relationship that you have with money is an abusive relationship. You feel victimized, right? You feel like money's slapping you around and the world is controlling. You can't get ahead, and I'm saying you can change that. You in the collective sense, not just you, Anthony. You can change that by cutting costs and doing something else to bring in more money. Maybe it's changing jobs. Maybe it's just doing a side hustle. You know, maybe it's bartendering one night a week. Whatever it is, once you start getting even a modicum of safety built up, you're going to start feeling a bit better. You're going to breathe easier. That's what you just said couldn't be more accurate that your relationship with money and the ideas and concepts that you have behind it uh, are, are, are going to dictate your success or not. Because I, I lived in a, in a space where I started to really believe there are people in the world that have money and there are people in the world that don't. And no matter what I do, I'm just always gonna be one of those people that doesn't have money. And then I started my own business and then I sold that business and now it's like, okay, you know, I'm not a millionaire by any means, but I've got enough to where when the transmission goes out on the car, I can pay for it and right. I'm not freaking out. You right. Know? right. And that, and just like you said, just that allows you for so much peace of mind. And that is worth, and that's worth a million dollars right there. Everyone's listening to this should recognize and ask themselves, what is my emotional relationship with money? And am I a victim or am I the master? And you want to become the master of it, right? Or at least where you have a little bit of comfort level. Awesome. Well, I, I thank you so much for your time. And uh, I'm going to go <laughs> send to this child. <laughs>